Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. you crazy cool parents out there. I am so excited to share my friend with you today. Um, actually, I think she's my children's friend. That's kind of how <laughs> I got to know you, right? That's right. That's right. And so, yeah. And so her name's Charity Rios and she has four little boys, right? Mm-hmm, that's um, correct. And is that how the, the girls got to like, how did my girls even get to know you? Was it yes. three little boys? Did it was. Your, um, three of your amazing daughters were some of our most loved and cherished babysitters when they were a part of our church and they were going to AM. And then they moved on to bigger and better things, getting married and getting grad degrees. And I wanted them to stay and babysit my kids forever, but <laughs> help you raise your children. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And they went and had their own colleagues. They had their own callings and purposes, but I was thankful for the time they had with our family. They're incredible, incredible women of God. Yes, I yeah, I love it that they got to know you as well. And we even got to see one of your babies be um, baptized, I think, yes. with, along with one of my grandsons. Yes, I think you were there at that dedication. That's when dedication. I think for my third, my third son, and now I have a fourth. So, but yeah, it's been a couple of years ago. Yeah. So yeah, God is doing a mighty work in your life to mm-hmm. give you four sons. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is testing, testing me, strengthening me. As yes, someone, exactly. someone said the other day, our kids are our vitamins and they're making us stronger. And I, I love been thinking that. about that a lot these days. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So the reason that I have you on this podcast today is because you have written a book, an incredible, amazing children's book. And that's actually one of my passions. Like it's one of the things I want to do someday when I grow up and I'm already oh. way past grown up past you and you've <laughs> done it. And so I just love and admire that you, that you've done this, that you've written a book. And so tell us a little bit about this book and maybe even the story behind it. Yeah, absolutely. It is called My Heart's Garden and it's a children's picture book. And then there's an accompanying workbook with it called My Heart's Garden Workbook. And it really comes from just an amazing work of healing and freedom that God did in my own life as an adult. And so about 11 years ago, I lost my father to suicide. And Mm -hmm. it was an incredible, horrific, shocking loss. And it really propelled me into a journey of needing to tap into some very, very deep wounds, not only from that loss, but also from other things that had happened in my life. And in that time of healing and processing and grieving, the Lord just in his kindness connected me to this incredible prayer ministry at my church. And sometimes oh, it's called it. prayer ministry. Sometimes it's called listening prayer or sozo prayer, but it was just this powerful um, time where someone that was trained led me through these conversations with God. And I received so much healing and freedom in those times, but, and maybe those that are listening have had this experience before where you have these mountaintop experiences with God, or you go to a counseling session and you're like, oh yes, this is what I need to work on. I understand, you know, some of where my woundedness is coming. And then you start going about your everyday life and you're like, 
ah, it's there again. That <laughs> right. Pain, that grief, that anxiety, that fear, it's there. Now what do I do? You know, I thought I got rid of that. Yeah, my counselor's not here. I, I thought it was gone, you know, or like I need another one of those sessions at my church, but they're full for the semester. Or my small group leader isn't available or all those things. And so at the end of these prayer ministry sessions, they taught me this incredible tool that I could do on my own, in my own heart with God, so that I could be continually walking in freedom. And it's called tending your heart. And very- I love it. Simply put, tending your heart is um, identifying the lies of the enemy, looking for those trigger points where those lies could come in. Maybe it's fear, anxiety, stress, the anger that you're feeling in your heart. Those are flags that your heart is waving saying, I need help. I need help. And so you say, okay, I need help. God, is there a lie I'm believing here about myself, about you, about other people? Okay, I repent, get rid of that lie. And then you ask God what he has in exchange for that lie and you receive oh, wow. his truth. Yeah, just through the truth of his word, the truth of the rhema word of God that meets us in a moment that aligns with his word and his character. And so going through that process, really for the last 11 years, just in my own time with God, at the kitchen sink, nursing my babies, <laughs> doing it over and over again, not just from the pain of losing my dad, but other things that happened in my life, walking through multiple miscarriages, and then just hard days as a mom, very right. hard days as a mom, right. I feel discouraged and overwhelmed. It has transformed my life. And so I remember thinking um, one day when I had just had my third son, I wonder if there is a children's book that could teach my kids this concept of tending your heart because it's changed my life. I've seen other people walk in freedom because of it. And I want my kids to know how to do this from the time they are young so they don't have years and years and years of pain to unravel like I did. And so God in his mysterious ways, you know, I, I don't know if you ever had this experience where you're like, well, if I have to do this big thing for God, like, I need to be sitting in a perfect quiet environment looking at a mountain or something, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then the visitation. I at the ocean, so that's where I need to be. Yeah. I gotta be at the ocean. I gotta have five uninterrupted hours, you know. And God knew I didn't have that kind of time, but he had put this this desire in my heart. And so one night I literally in the middle of the night was nursing my third son and mm. I started hearing some of the words of this picture book. And over the next couple of months, I just had a couple hours here and a couple hours there. And I would sit down and work on the text and the story of this book. And um, really, I just feel like the Lord you know, gave me words and gave me an analogy for this wow. book to help our kids learn how to tend their hearts. And so I'm thankful to him. He gets all the praise for this book. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And so the book is called my heart's garden yes okay. and so very briefly we meet a character named zion he's a little boy that's bullied at school and because of that bullying and he starts believing all these lies about himself and so he tries to get rid of those lies by eating lots of food by um, pulling his sister's hair by <laughs> getting more toys you know and really that's just a picture of our hearts what we do when we have pain you know we try to minimize it we try to lash out at others to get rid yes. of our pain but it never works you know yes. and so he ends up going to his granny who's tending her garden and tells her about her actual garden 
Yes, yes, the actual that. garden, the actual garden. Yes, good clarification there. And she teaches Zion that there is a father gardener who represents our perfect father God, mm -hmm. as readers will find out in the book. And she introduces him to the father gardener and he teaches him how to replace the weeds of lies with seeds of truth so that his heart's garden can flourish and he can walk in the fullness of the identity that God has for him. And so that's just a brief overview of what the book does. It's done in a fun, rhyming, lyrical way. And then the journal just dives deeper into those concepts with your child. Okay. So, yeah. So I wanted to press into a couple different things and what mm -hmm. was your inspiration for the characters? I mean, a, a little boy and a grandma, yes. the sister shows in up just for a second with yeah, a little bit of right. sibling rivalry, you know, yes. he's trying to, you know, pull her hair and the grandma and then the father gardener. I'm just curious to know where those like why a little boy and not a little girl? Right, girl, right. You know? I know, I know. People have been asking me, can you make one with a girl? I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow. Maybe, maybe I need a year to recover or something. But, <laughs> you know, I think honestly, I just thought about my own sweet boys I being a boy it. mama. And it. also I feel like that in general, and I know this is a generalization, but in general, I've noticed that little girls and just women in general, it's a little bit easier sometimes for them to access pain in their heart. But even just like culturally, it's not as um, acceptable for little boys to access the pain in their heart, or they might not have learned that from their dad because of different like, cultural norms. And so I wanted to show that like, this is normal for boys and girls you know, mm -hmm. and I, I could only have one child character in this particular story. And so um, I just, when I saw the pictures in my head, I really just saw a little boy and I thought, you know, I think this is God just wanting to teach our generation that it is good and right to access the feelings in our hearts. And um, you can still be a mighty man of God and a mighty woman of God and, right. and walk in freedom and, and understand what's going on in your heart with God and connect with him in a deep way. So that was the inspiration behind him. No, I, and I love that because I think little girls will read the book and totally accept it. And it's going to resonate because you're yes. right. We are wired differently. We're wired for conversation and connection mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. relationship. And so that makes sense. But a little boy probably wouldn't read it if it was about a little girl. Right. And so right. it was, that was yeah. wise to do a little boy. That yes. makes sense. Well, and then my favorite, my favorite character by far is the granny. And it's yes. probably because I am a granny. Yes. So I can exactly. relate to the wise granny. And I'm like, uh -huh. oh yeah, I would say that. I would do that. I would, you know, do so, that. You so why a granny and not like a mama or a teacher yeah. or a coach or a. Absolutely. Well, um, I honestly just thought about when I was developing the granny character, how there are really wise people that I have known. Some of them have been gram grandmas, you know, some of them have been peers. Some of them have been even younger than me. Some of them have been middle-aged and just different people, women specifically that I've known in my life um, that have just spoken so much wisdom into my life. And they've done it in a way 
that wasn't like Bible bashing, you know, like I came to them with a problem and they weren't just like, Hey, you should just, just read the Bible more. You'll be fine. You know, like they didn't go find it, you know, come on, get over it. You know, they were just, they were people that were just so welcoming and caring. And, um, they really like helped me understand the heart of the father better just by their presence being so welcoming. And so I just felt like that a lot of people could relate to that. A lot of people have that experience with their grandmother, you know, as being a safe place or just a wise older person who mm-hmm. has, you know, they're just, I feel like when you talk with someone that's wise or older, they're not in such a rush, you know, they're not like, well, we just got to get through this problem or oh, we don't have time for this problem. Yes. Um, they, they're willing to go there. And so that's really who Zion went to in this story. And um, I think we have hopefully all known at least one person like that. And so this character was a conglomeration of a lot of incredible women that I have known that have left that space for me. I love that. And I love, I totally agree with the, the time factor that, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the difference is I, is, is I compare enjoying my grandbabies to enjoying my children. I just right. have time. They yeah. can they can make a mess and we can sit and read a book and I just have time. But as a mama, I felt like I was just running around a hundred miles an hour. And so I love that. I love that safe character. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then just the last little character in there, the, the, the father gardener. I mean, mm-hmm. I just, I love him. Like I just, I just love him. <laughs> I just I know. Like, oh, you're just so incredible. And so, um, yeah, I'm just curious to know what your little, I mean, obviously you had to incorporate, you know, the father gardener into the whole story, but yes. just your ideas behind him. Yes, absolutely. I really just thought about my own journey of healing and really just understanding for the first time in my life, even though I grew up as a believer, grew up in the church, but when I lost my father, mm. I needed, I had to have a relationship with my perfect father, God that extended beyond you love me. You made me. That's awesome. I'll see you in heaven someday. That's kind of about where I was into like, I don't have a father here on earth anymore. I am Mm -hmm. uncovered. I'm a single woman. I'm 25 years old and I need this covering and I need this safe place and I need your provision. I, 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 and I need your healing and I really needed what only the perfect father God can give us, you know, and we all need that, whether we, we could have the most incredible human father on the planet. And I hope that you do, we could have a father made a lot of mistakes, which, you know, is many people's stories. Chances are, (laughs) chances are many people's story, you know, there are perfect parents. And so I've made many a mistake. And so, but the, the good news is we all have access to this perfect father God. And so, um, I feel like the Zion that he, the the father gardener that Zion, the boy in the story encounters is really just a reflection of who I have seen my father God be. And he's loving and he's kind, but he's a God of power. He speaks truth. He doesn't, when we encounter our perfect father, God, he is not just content for us to just sit around in the lies and the bondage that so many of us are in. And even our children have started to get into younger and younger and younger. He's not okay with that. He is a fierce father. He's protective over us. And so that is who Zion meets in this, a kind father gardener, but also a powerful, perfect father, God, who's able to help him get rid of those lies and receive the truth. Yeah. I think it's so valuable because I think that we have a hard time 
showing God to our children because mm-hmm. he is invisible. You know, he's yeah. all the attributes, omniscient, omnipresent, um, you know, mm-hmm. the concepts that we can't even grasp. And so I love it that you, that you found a character, you put him on paper, you gave him qualities, you, you, you know, you lined him up with truth so that kids can kind of have a connection. It's like they, they grasp that. And so mm-hmm. I just, I love that character. I love yes. him too. I love him too. And my (laughs) shout out to my illustrator. Wow, what a stressful job trying to match someone. That was actually the most stress (laughs) that I personally had over this book is is multiple conversations and drafts of like, how is Father Gardner supposed to look? We don't know what God looks like. No one could accurately draw him. Like what and so we, if you get the book, you will see um, hopefully that we decided that he should look kind of like Zion's grandfather. And that is, was a purposeful choice yes. on our part, because I feel like that God comes to us in, in a safe way. And for Zion, thinking about what his grandfather would look like was like a safe person to him. And so obviously he doesn't just look like that, but that was the rationale behind it. I hope it was the right decision. No, we prayed, I think it's prayed and prayed yes. about it. <laughs> I think it's perfect. And I love it. I love the intentionality of it. I love that. And which leads to the other place where you were super intentional. That was, it's, um, it was delightful and whimsical is the way the story read. Mm-hmm. It's got that yes. sing-songy rhyming right. melody, which is yes. just incredible. I mean, kids, you're, you're speaking their language. And so right. what made you, I mean, I think that would be my hardest struggle is to be able to stick within that without going all theological, you know, and well, right. Exactly. God says, and the word says, yeah, yeah. Well, it was, it was a surprise to me, honestly, that I wrote a book in um, rhyme and rhythm because I don't consider myself a poet, but, and I had never attempted a project like that before, but in the middle of the night when I was nursing, that's just like how I heard the first lines was in this like exact rhythm, sing song, the rhyme. And so it was work. I mean, it it wasn't just like, oh, all the words magically like fell into this perfect rhythm and rhyme. That would have been awesome. But, you know, so often God, he may give us a project and the beginning of it and the inspiration, but he also, you know, lets us put in some work. And so I definitely put in some work. I read some books about poetry. I oh, <laughs> did you? I was wondering. Yes, I, did. Like, I was like Googling like how yes. to rhyme, you know, like yes, that would be me. Cause I was like, well, some of these words rhyme, you know, but then like I'd get other parts of the story and I couldn't figure out how to make it work in the rhythm or the rhyme. And so um, I did, I read some books and then I worked with an editor that helped me clean it up even more. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it was a journey, but I am thankful to God. He stretches us. And I, I, I feel like that my kids, and then I remember being a child and learning things better through song, whether it was like putting scripture to song or, you know, the uh, capitals of the United States to song, like those are the things that I remember. And so I just felt like that I needed to try to make the text in a way that would be memorable for children, because I want them to remember for the rest of their lives, how to tend their heart with God. I want them to remember that there is a perfect father God that has relationship with them. And even if they're struggling down the road, even if they've turned away from God, my prayer is that they would remember, you know, some, something from this, this truth would resonate in their heart. And so it was a journey. 
I absolutely love how intentional you are with every single piece of it. I knew you and I knew that. I mean, when you when you had sent me the book and you said, what do you think? And I actually got to endorse it, which was really fun. Yes. So I got to kind of be a pre-reader so of it. Fun. And um, I loved it because it's like there was I wanted to hear all the stories behind it. I want to hear the inspiration design. I want to hear the And so I so to get to hear that. And then all you crazy cool parents out there for you guys to get to hear that. I mean, I just want to encourage you to get the book. But Charity, tell them tell them why. And why do, why do every single one of my crazy cool parents, our crazy cool parents need this book in their library? Well, I 110% believe that the best role job on planet earth responsibility that we've been given is to lead our kids to Jesus. Agree. I am not a perfect parent. I mean, we're on what week three of summer break at this time of recording and my kids are age six and under. And I can tell you there's been some repenting from me that has happened for impatience. My husband is working crazy hours right now. And I'm just like, wow, Lord, okay. You're showing me how much I need you. And I think, you know, any parent, if they're really honest, like we see our own flaws probably more than anyone else. We see how much we need Jesus. And in moments where honestly, I feel like I've failed. I haven't been the mom today. I wanted to like the thing that the Lord always encourages me with is that charity lead your kids to me. What they need oh, is me. They don't need a perfect mom. They're not going to ever get one, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and they, you know, like we can do our best, but really what our kids need is to learn how to access their perfect father, God. That's Jesus good. and the Holy Spirit. And if we have given them the tools and we have led them there over and over again in their growing up years, then when they are 18 or 20 or whatever age and we launch them out into the world, it's, I'm sure it will be hard. Suzanne, you've been through that. I've been through that, but I'm sure it will be very nerve wracking. But I'm like, if I know that they know how to connect with their perfect father, God, the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ, then I know that ultimately they have everything they need for every problem in life. And I feel yeah. like that, you know, there's a lot of amazing books and resources out there, but sometimes I have, you know, struggled as I've started looking for different resources for my own kids as they've gotten older and encountered disappointment and hard things in their life, in their little lives, even at age six, sometimes I'm like, it's, it can be hard to find resources that really help our kids connect to the person of Jesus Christ, to the Father Good. God, through the Holy Spirit, like to, that really helps them connect with these deeper places in their heart. And uh, this is not to, um, this is not to say that there aren't amazing resources out there because there are, and I use them. Um, but I really wanted kids and parents to have that opportunity. And so that's really what the journal does. Um, oh yeah. So tell us about the, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the, about the journal. Yeah. So the journal is, first of all, it's fun. You've got to just for the font alone. I mean, <laughs> it is, just, it's like so pleasing and satisfying and it's yes. all broken up and there's little squares in it and there's little questions and it's like, oh, this is so satisfying. Yes. And my wonderful illustrator, this is a testament to her commitment to the project, but she hand wrote everything in there so that the font would have a feel of, you know, a child writing it. So it would feel accessible. It wouldn't feel like this, like, you know, academic workbook or something like that. Wow. Yeah. So um, there's fun activities in there, like mazes and word searches. And there's incredible opportunities to learn scripture because that's actually one of the main 
themes of the book is that Father Gardner gives Zion a letter and he says, read it. I wrote this for you. The truth that you need is in this letter. And so the workbook has opportunities to color scripture memory cards, to color a whole scripture page. And my hope is, is that that would help you launch into teaching your kids how to memorize the word of God in a fun way, because who doesn't love to color? You know, that's so much better than something printed. And so actually the entire workbook, there's all these places you can color. And so if you have a kid that loves to color, they'll love this. And, you know, I have some, some of my boys love to color more than others. And so sometimes they color and sometimes they don't, and that's fine. It still works, even if you don't like to color. Um, But really the journal, it takes kids and parents. And if you, you know, if you have someone that like my oldest just finished kindergarten and so he's still learning to read. And so if I sit down with him with this, I read, right. I read and I go through with it with him and it's perfect to do that with your child. If you have a child that's more like second grade and on up, they should be able to read it and, you know, write down the answers. But I still encourage parents. This is a journey that and responsibility that God has given you as parents is to be a part of connecting them to Jesus. So I encourage you to read over their answers with them because really these questions are designed to help kids understand, like, why am I mad? Why am I disappointed? Oh, that's good. You know, like, why do I feel pain here? And that's something that a lot of us don't learn until we're adults. And so we end up with these really unhealthy coping mechanisms. Even if we love Jesus, we end up in like horrible bondage because we don't know how to address the pain in our heart. We don't know why we're having these responses. And so really what the journal says is like, it says like, anytime we, we feel sad, mad, disappointed, scared, jealous, or anxious, our heart is saying, raising a flag and saying, help me, help me, help me, help me here. And so the kids get an opportunity to write down, like, have I felt that way? And, um, a really cool thing that happened with my son is that this spring he had just started soccer and he's only six years old. He was really looking forward to soccer. And unfortunately after like the first practice, he broke his arm. Oh no. Just typical. Uh, he jumped off the playground at school because he saw someone else do it. So, you know, just kind of boy mom life right there for those Mm -hmm. of you who have boys Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he goes to his soccer practice because we're like, well, you know, it's with your feet. So maybe you can still do some of the drills. He's doing some of the drills. And then his coach is like, Hey, you can't do the scrimmage part. You know, like you just broke your arm and, and he is devastated. He comes to the sidelines and his brother is still playing on the team and he's just weeping. I mean, like sobbing, like if you've ever been in deep grief and sorrow, this is what was happening to him because yes. in his six-year-old world, yes, this it was like, be- yes. yes, this Good. was the most intense disappointment that honestly he'd ever been through. And so we're driving home and I hear him, I, I, as a parent and, and you as a parent, we have an opportunity to um, make sure that we cut off the enemy when he is trying to come at our kids. And so we get to be on the offense and see like, okay, our kids have gone through something difficult here, mm-hmm. or it might just be a transition. could be a move or something like that. And, yes. um, or just life. It can be hard. But and knowing so, in their little worlds, it's a really big yes. thing for us on the grand scheme of things right. sitting on this side of it. It's like, Oh, soccer is your first, right. You're going to play a million more times. It's exactly. no big deal, but that's not at all how mm-hmm. they're feeling it. So we have to respond. So I love that. So you're tuned in to yeah. their emotions, paying attention to what mm-hmm. the enemy is going to do on mm-hmm. the offense. Mm-hmm. And I just hear him start saying like lies of the enemy. Like, why does this always happen to me? You know, like, this is so unfair. And I'm like, where are these words even coming from? And I'm like, this is the enemy. And you're so right. Like 
honestly, there was a part of me, who knows if I even said it, that just wanted to be like, it's going to be fine. You know, like, <laughs> right, right. Don't play soccer for the rest of your life. You know, like, <laughs> let's get over it. There are starving yeah. children in the world, you know, and like, <laughs> I'm hearing all of that in my head, but I'm like, no, like, this is a moment of pain and disappointment. The enemy wants to come in and attach a lie because he's vulnerable in that state. Yeah. But he has so an opportunity good. to connect with the father of truth. And so I get to help lead him there. And so we sat down with my heart's garden journal and I said, Hey buddy, like just draw a picture. There's a little spot to draw a picture, write words. You can't write many words yet of, of how you feel. And so he just drew a little picture of like a sad face. And I said, okay, like, we're going to ask God, like, and the journal leads you through these questions. Like father, God, is there any truth that you had for have for me, you know, like in this place of pain and disappointment? And he just kind of sat there for a while and was like, no, God's not saying anything. And so as a parent, I always ask God the same questions I'm having uh, my kids ask God okay. because they might not hear anything. And because, or they might not know what they're hearing. Yeah. Discern yes. is it. it him? Yes. Is it not? And so I get yes. to teach them like, Hey, you know, when we're hearing God, we make sure it aligns with the word of God. It aligns with the character of God. And, and I feel like he's saying this and, so I was like, well, buddy, I feel like that, you know, God has, I can't remember honestly what it was, this for you in exchange. And he goes, no, mom, he has joy. And so <laughs> for me, for my heart. So he really was hearing from God. He just didn't want to say it yet. And I was like, yes, that's so much better than whatever it was. I just said it. <laughs> I have, I have a picture in the journal. There's a treasure chest where the kids get to write down what it is that God is telling them that he oh. has an exchange for their pain, their disappointment, their anger, whatever it is they're getting rid of. And so he wrote in the treasure chest joy and like the, he's just learning to write. So the J is like backwards. And I took a picture. It was like the most precious thing in the world, but he like literally in that moment, it probably took us seven minutes, honestly, not very long. He didn't even want to color, you know, but he just like, he walked away lighter. Like just, I could see like the Lord had truly given him joy in place of his pain and disappointment. And, um, there's more depth that you can go to in the journal. Even there's like more in-depth questions about like, what lies might you be believing? And there's a scripture verse on every single page. Um, sometimes when I'm talking with my kids, just because they're younger, I'm keeping it real bare bones with them, but the journal does go even more in-depth. And then there's another journal page. Um, and so they flip flops between every other day for 30 days so that they learn this process because our kids, you know, they have to do things repetitively over and over again. So do we. Yeah, so, <laughs> so and, do I. And, yeah, exactly. And so do we. And so do we. Exactly. The older I get, the more I have the to. The more, right, right. They probably have it after two days, but I need yeah. like 10. I needed like 10 years to figure it out. So, right. but the other journal page just has questions where you ask God about who he's made you to be. And so it's really focusing on helping kids understand their true identity in Christ. Oh, wow. Because when we understand, when we've heard from our Father God who He's made us to be, and we've and we have heard it over and over again, when we're in this, when our kids are in those situations in life where they come up against disappointment, they come across a bully, come across somebody that's speaking untruth right. over them, even a teacher, somebody that's speaking coach, something discouraging, right. a coach, yes. they are going to be so much more resilient. And so much ab more able to recognize like, hey, that's a lie. And do you know why it's a lie? Because my father, God, the one that 
created me, the one that formed the foundations of the earth, he says this about me. He says that I'm smart. He says that I'm fast. He says that I'm kind, you know? And so we just have kids ask God those questions. Who have you made me to be over and over again? And they get to write it down or they get to color a picture. And then, like I said, there's different scripture verses throughout the whole thing to also just encourage parents and kids to be digging into the word and to understand that we get our truth from the word of God. You know, it's not based on Mm -hmm. a feeling or a passing thought. It's based on the word of God. And so I've also incorporated that all throughout. And the scripture verses are really um, heavily focused on identity scriptures about who God has made us to be and then who God is. So there's also a question in the journal. um, Every other day you get to ask God, God, who are you? Who do you say that you are? Because if we understand the character of God, it's so much easier for us to walk through life with, with a God lens of understanding like what God is saying and what he's doing in situations that might be difficult. Incredible. And what I love about it is that you're taking littles, you're littles, you're six years old, but the yeah. parents, this is, this could be anywhere from we, I mean, what you think you're two, three, four, five-year-old, you're doing it with them yes. too. Just more yes, as a group absolutely. Setting. Yes. Yes. That, the, that, the picture book. I mean, the picture book, people are telling me they're reading it with their two-year-old and it's their right. two-year-old favorite book, you know? And so they, they probably can't go into all the in-depth questions of the journal, but they're getting the concepts in their heart. They're starting to understand who their father God is. They're understanding he's the source of truth. He's the source of freedom. And so you can read the picture book. You know, the amazing thing about picture books that I love, and we were talking about this before the interview, you yeah. know, how, um, oh, the places you can go by Dr. Seuss, you give it to a college graduate as a present, you know? And so a picture book, it is timeless. every single age. Yes. Exactly timeless. You know, some of my favorite books are picture books. And so if you're like, I just want to help myself understand this concept. I want to help my aunt. I want to help this college student. That's my nanny understand this concept. I want to help her get rid of the lies and receive the truth. You know, give her a children's book. It's only 600 words. You know, you can read it in like 10 minutes. (laughs) And so that's the great thing, but it's, there's, there's, uh, it's profound, you know, the truth is profound and it can change our life because it changed mine and it led me through healing from a very deep wound, the loss of my father. And so that's the really picture book is for any age. And then the workbook, I would say starting around kindergarten on up, mm-hmm. you know, really honestly, an adult could use the workbook. And I was about to say the same yeah. thing. Even when you said yeah. like, get it for yourself, get the workbook for mm-hmm. yourself. If you've yeah. not learned how to tend your heart, mm-hmm. if, I mean, all the things that you're saying, mamas, if you're being triggered by things, if yes. women keep coming up, yes. then get the workbook for yourself, go through mm-hmm. it first, you know, yeah. and then, you know, educate yourself and, and train yourself and then go back and do it with mm-hmm. your kids if you yes. want to. Yes. One of the things I loved as you were talking is, is you're talking about all the things is what you're doing is you're laying tracks through Mm -hmm. that workbook, through the Mm -hmm. picture book, but you're laying tracks in your kids' brains to process the things of this world through a godly lens. Right. I mean, we, it's, we need to learn that. I mean, from from Mm two-year-old on and from the time we can learn it, from the time we learned, we we are wounded, you know, until, and if you haven't learned it yet, moms and dads, then these are great resources to Mm -hmm. to do that with. Right. And honestly, we need this more than ever in our world today, just like you're saying, Mm -hmm. because there are so many thoughts and opinions just get on your phone for two minutes. You'll hear 25 million of them, you know? And so like what we're seeing happen is kids are confused. 
you know, with all of this, especially the COVID shutdown and everything that happened, right. we're hearing of kids that are so young, six, seven years old. I read this story about this child that was, he was just seven or eight. He committed suicide because of bullying at school. Oh my and goodness. it just like, it just broke my heart. I was like, I wish I could have given him this book. I wish he had understood that there is a source of truth. There is a perfect father, God that loves and, and made him. And so parents, we have to be on the offensive, you know, Love whether that. it's, whether it's these tools or something else, if anything else, just get the Bible blasting in your house. You know, I play the <laughs> audio Bible in my house and I'm like, okay, I might not have capacity to sit here and read five chapters with y'all. Nobody would pay attention, but like, we're at least going to have the word of God saturating our home. We're going to have worship music on because I want my kids, like you're saying, to have the tracks where when they are in the world, even as young as five, six, seven, they're going off to kindergarten, first grade, whatever, you know, and they're in an environment where they are bombarded with so many lies. And there's so many children have just been exposed to just pure evil, you know, just, yes. the, it's yes. just, it's just heart wrenching. And so we have to be on the offensive and not just be like, Oh no, Oh no, what are we going to do? This world is horrible. You know, like everything's falling apart. Like the end times are coming and maybe they are, I don't know. But like, what I do know is that like, I can prepare my kids to be on the offensive because like I shared earlier, if we can teach them how to access truth, if we can teach them to know who God has made them to be, who God is, that we can go to the, the word of God as our source of all truth. And if they have that personal understanding and ability, like I can go to God with my pain, you know, there's so yes. much so with it. I don't have to like act out in these ways because of my pain, whether that's an anger or whether it's through, you know, like anxiety or wanting my more toys. I mean, I see that in my kids, they want toys, more <laughs> toys and more toys, you know, or whatever it is. And don't I'm we like, too though want more yeah, shoes right? or dishes or clothes? Or <laughs> I'm like, okay. You know, like why, when I'm stressed out, do I go to the pantry and start eating chocolate? I mean, it's real, you know, like there's times like I've had some conversations with God in the pantry and he's like, you need to tend your heart. Like you're me, going put the chocolate away. Yes. You are going to the peanut butter cups instead of to the Holy spirit because you overwhelmed his mom right now and you need to tend your heart and make a better choice about the peanut butter cups, you know? So I love it. I love it. Well, I just think this is a perfect time for us to be doing this podcast. It's a perfect time for your book to have come out. I, I mean, in the wake of COVID, mm -hmm. I do think there was a lot of wounds that happened. There's a lot of disappointments that yeah. happened in our kids' lives as mm -hmm. things were shut down and they missed things. And so I love that. So, um, and then it's summertime. And so moms, you right. have all this time on your hands to <laughs> do all these things with so your time. kids and they're all following you around going, what are we going to do now? Mom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um Charity, where where can where can our parents get this book and the workbook? Absolutely. Where is it being sold? Where is it being sold? Well, fortunately, there's a lot of places to get it right now, which is exciting. So you can go to Amazon, of course, that's you know where people think of first. And, and it comes um, to your door. So that's yes, nice. in two days, sometimes one day. It's crazy. I don't even know how they do that, but yes. they do. And so the workbook is exclusively on Amazon. So if you just search my heart's garden workbook, charity Rios, it will come up. And then you can also get the paperback version of the picture book. Um, on Amazon. Now, if you're someone that's, um, if it's someone that's concerned that your kids are going to like rip to shreds the picture book in like five seconds, like mine, um, <laughs> you can buy a hardback version of the picture book on target.com, walmart.com and barnesandnoble.com. 
so yeah but so the workbook is only on amazon so okay. and then and you just search my heart's garden charity rios you'll see it'll come right up okay good and we'll have an image um in our show notes as well yeah. um maybe even a link but i loved it macy came home the other day um from i can't remember if she was at target or walmart and she said it was there on the shelves in the stores <gasps> oh have really you seen it? No. i know yeah i didn't know it was in on the shelf and so she was in Flower Mound and I don't remember it, but I think it was probably Target because she tends to top, stop there more. And so I was like, did you take a picture? And so I didn't know if you knew that or no, not. No, I didn't know. I'm going to have to have her go back and take a picture. <laughs> and so you might even find it. So dot coms are all great and that's probably yes. the best way to go, but you might actually find it in the store. So next time Good you're potential. out and about, peruse the children's section and just see if it's there. Yeah. That would be yeah, great. I just highly recommend parents to do that. Summertime is a great time for us to use the extra time of not mm -hmm. having our kids gone all day mm -hmm. to tie their hearts to the Lord and to yes. tie their hearts to you. And, and these are great tools. Charity has created great tools to empower and equip you to do that with your kids. And so I just encourage you to go do that. Awesome. Thanks. Are, is there, yeah. Is there any lasting words you want to say to our parents or you, you just filled them full of wisdom. You're just so much fun <laughs> to talk to. Oh, thanks, Suzanne. Well, thank you for having me on. Um, your podcast is one that has consistently encouraged me through the last couple of years. And so I, I count it truly a great honor to be here and to be sharing. And so I just want the parents to know that I am praying for you. I'm praying yes. for every person yes. that hears this podcast. I'm praying for everyone that buys the books. And I'm just believing that God is going to encounter you in a powerful way because he loves your kids. If that's one thing I've realized, good, it good. feel a little bit scary sometimes to be like, okay, now you're going to ask God this question, you know, and I've been like, is God going to talk to them? You know, is he going to say jelly beans? Like what is going to happen? You know, here, if that's like, what they need to hear, then yes, that's then what yes, he may say jelly beans and there will be a reason for it. And it can feel, it's scarier than me. It's scarier than my own journey of trying to connect with Jesus is to try to connect our kids with God in that deep way. It is Good. scary. It can feel vulnerable as a parent. It's a place where you're like, God, are you going to come through? But Man, I have been amazed and I shouldn't be because this is just who God is. But honestly, truly, I've been amazed at the way God consistently meets my kids' hearts, how he loves to speak to them. And if okay. you just like come alongside them and give them a few hand rolls, hand, not hand rolls, sorry, hand rails, uh, <laughs> you are going to be amazed at how the power of God shows up in their life. And yes. honestly, it's going to save you from a lot of uh, <laughs> parenting headaches and crisis. Yes, and heartaches. Yes. And heartaches. I yeah. Love it. And so be encouraged. God loves your kids and he loves to speak to them. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on our Crazy Cool Family podcast and go look her up. What about, um, what about last thing, social media, Facebook, yes, um, yes. Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, website? Yes, you can find me at charityrios.com or the social media I am most active on is Instagram. And that one's a little bit trickier. It's at Clarity with Charity. Um, and then on Facebook, I am Charity Rios, comma, author. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, yes. But I am. And if you are interested in um, connecting with my email tribe, where I send out some weekly tips where I help um, adults just connect their hearts deeper with Jesus. I do that every week. 
they're called tending tending tips and you can go to my website charityrios.com and there'll be a fun little pop-up box that will appear (laughs) you can sign up love it i love it all right so dads moms you are fully equipped you're fully equipped to tend your children's hearts. You're That's right. Charity, and she's got tons of resource for it, resources for you. And so thanks for hanging out with me this afternoon, Charity. And um, I guess I'll see you next time I'm in your neck of the woods. All right, sounds good. Thank you. All right, parents, go be crazy. Crazycoolfamily.com. <laughs>